everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason, um, and I've got a fun one for you this week. Before we hop into this week's episode, just want to remind you all that in a week, just about a week, a week and a day, no, a week and two days, I don't know how to count, um, from when this episode comes out, will be Cryptid Bash 2. I'm, I'm super excited for Crypto Bash 2. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, I will be there vending as the Crypto Chats podcast for the very first time. I'll have some cool t-shirts um, and some old stickers and maybe some other things depending on what I decide to do in the next 10 days. Um, but regardless, it's going to be a lot of fun in Morgantown, West Virginia at Morgantown Art Party 10 to 5. Um, and I will remind you of all that next week as well. There is a post about it on my Instagram. There's a couple actually, um, at the crypto chats podcast. If you need more information, uh, feel free to check it out. It's going to be super fun. There's going to be a lot of great artists. A lot of cool people from the cryptid community will be there. Um, and I'm really super excited. Um, my other podcast will also be there, uh, manic pixie dream goals, um, along with the other two manic pixie dream goals, Heather and Sarah. Um, so it's just, it's all in all, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, and I definitely encourage you to make the drive out if you can. Um, or if you're around the Morgantown area, you should definitely take the trek for uh, this free event. That's going to be a lot of fun. So <clears throat> before we get into this week's episode, I have to put this disclaimer out there because I have spent so much time this morning trying to figure out um, how to pronounce some of the words that are included in this story. So I clearly have a very, um, very strong American accent uh, that we know. That is true. A lot of the words and places um, in this week's episode are Western Slavic. Um, There's a lot of Czech words in this uh, episode. And I spent an embarrassing amount of time looking for uh, pronunciation videos or any sort of um, resource to try to help me pronounce some of these words correctly. Um, and I came up with literally nothing. Um, there's one word in here. It's like a man's last name. I When I get to it, I will spell it for you guys and you'll know what I mean. When I tried to find a pronunciation for it, it kept saying, how to pronounce Kevin. And I was like, I know how to pronounce Kevin. That's not what I need. So um, a lot of these and I'll reiterate this throughout the episode as well, a lot of the the words that I'm going to incorrectly pronounce, um, a lot of them, instead of trying to pronounce them, I'm just going to say what like the American synonym for that word is. Just try to explain it so it's a little bit less confusing. Um, but I have a really cool story for you guys. We're talking about the Black Goat Man of Wingal. Um, it's very, like, child's... Not child's. It's very, like like creepy uh, fairy tale meets urban legend meets reality and I really like it while I was doing my research I was like this is really fun and really cool Um, so I'm excited uh, to share it with you guys Um, that being said let's get into it the legend of the black goat man of Wittengau dates back to the renaissance period and begins with a story straight out of a twisted fairy tale book A coven of occultists made their way to a swampy marsh in the midnight hour to communicate with a powerful being said to inhabit the swamplands. The occultists offered a human sacrifice to the being in exchange for magical powers, and instead of magic, were met with a large goat-like creature with short horns, long claws, crooked limbs, and black, wet-looking fur. 
Whether or not this was the being they meant to summon is unknown, along with what came of the coven after this encounter. Shortly after this encounter took place, the residents of surrounding villages started to notice their watchdogs, livestock, children, and elderly neighbors disappearing without a trace. Typically in tales of aggressive woodland beings, the carcasses of mutilated livestock, or in this case watchdogs as well, um, <clears throat> serve as a picture into what happened to them, but in this case the animals and people simply vanished. In the original tellings of the tale of the Black Goat Man, the creature had ties to ancient pagan gods, which gave them their power, hence why the coven of occultists were trying to draw out this being. It was depicted as the satyr, uh, that was heavily influenced by the medieval representation of the devil, as was the times, because that's, you know, where we're at. And it was known to live in bogs and swampy woods, using its long goat-like oh, goat legs to glide easily through the mud and away from humans. It would set nasty traps for unsupervised children and stalk through the night to find elderly victims who lived alone to snatch them away with no trace. In this rendition of this tale, the black goat man would also occasionally seduce women traveling alone with the intention of reproducing a hybrid offspring with them. So that's creepy as fuck. Um, this man is snatching children. This man, this goat man, this, this weirdo guy is snatching children the elderly, and occasionally seducing women to try to make its own weird goat-human hybrid children. So, that's the original tale. Um, and this, this tale is, like, you know when you, like, you come across, like, the very, like, bare-bones first edition of something? That is what this tale is to this story. This is, like, what the people in the, the very early ages believed to be of this creature <clears throat> and you have to remember that in a lot of these situations and I think we talked about this a little bit um when we did uh the 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 grotesque creature a couple weeks ago Frank Shaw's gargoyle uh the grotesque creature that um it was very easy for people to to look at things that were <clears throat> maybe scary or unknown to them and label it as something devilish or demonic um, in this case, that might not be totally far off given its uh, behavior, um, but you have to remember that this was a time where anything unknown uh, that seemed maybe a little bit crazy or weird was like, that's the devil. It has to be the devil. Um, and we still do that sometimes, which is a fun little thing uh, about people and human beings. So anyway, moving on. Fast forward to modern times, uh, which is not necessarily right now. Um, but, you know, within the last couple of hundred years, um, the legend of the goat, the black goat man still lives, albeit a little bit more of a realistic tale for our current times, um, and continues to make its existence known in the town of Trebon, uh, in the Czech Republic. The name black goat man of Wittengau comes from, first of all, the appearance of the creature. That's one thing that stayed consistent, I think, through, um, from the original tale to the current tale is the, um... The appearance, the physical characteristics of this creature stayed the same. Um, and then the German word Wittengau, which is an exonym for Trayvon, um, which I think is really interesting because if you look at it on the surface level, this name has almost nothing to do with this area, um, aside from the fact that this, you know, weird creature is, is being experienced there. Um, but yeah, anyway. 
The modern tale of the Black Goat Man is based on an encounter by a, na- a man named Jakub Krichin, which this is the this is the word that was um, trying to tell me it was pronounced Kevin. It's K-R-C-I-N, and I do not know what the little um, the little symbols that go over the letters are called, so I am sorry, but we're just going to refer to him as Jakub because that is easier for me to pronounce. So this modern tale is based on an encounter by a man named Jakub sometime during his life from 1535 to 1604. So not like, you know, didn't just like pop, this modern version didn't pop up in like the 70s or something. It's still like pretty far back, but um, it is not uh, medieval times human sacrifice kind of, kind of gig. So um, Jakub was a prolific pond builder, a fish pond builder. Um, so a lot of the fish ponds that are situated in Trebon are, you know, hundreds of years old and were made at the hands of this man, Jakub. Um, and he was responsible for the fish ponds of the Trebon Basin, uh, which are still there, um, and still a very big deal in that area, which is kind of cool. Uh, but Jakub, um, supposedly made a deal with a goat-like devil man to finish the construction of the Rosenberg Pond, uh, which only concluded about 14 years before he died. So at that point, he was definitely, you know, an old man. That's an old man. Um, he needed a little help uh, from the goat, the goat man uh, to get his, his project finished, I suppose. And the Rosenberg Pond is also still around. Um, the Czech spelling of it is R-O-Z-M-B-E-R-K. So Rosenberg is phonetically how um, you would pronounce that. Um, So that that pond is still there and it has been there since its um, construction ended in uh, 19, nope, 1590. Yes, 1590, math is hard. Um, so that's really interesting because the general consensus and the rumor that went around about Jakub and his encounter with the goat man was that the goat man finished the construction for him. And then shortly after, uh, this encounter with this devilish creature, Jakub was said to be seen moving about the area, about this town in a carriage drawn by horned cat-like demons. So clearly something happened there. I don't know what. But something happened, um, and Jakub was doing some weird stuff. Um, so, uh, in the time between the 1600s, when Jakub was said to have made this deal, and now there have been a lot of whispers and rumors of creatures inhabiting and inhabiting, inhabiting. Yeah, is that a word? Is am I saying that right? Inhabiting. I don't know why I'm like having a hard time reading this word right now. Living in the bogs surrounding Trebon, including a few one-off sightings, but nothing super substantial or frequent until the year 2021, actually, which I know that a lot of you felt this way, and I thought about this quite a great deal while I was in isolation during COVID in 2020. Um, one of the things that I thought a lot about, and I, I saw a lot of discussion about this online too, so I know I'm not the only person that thought this, was that um, humans being in lockdown, people being um, kind of sequestered away and away from the world um, and not having as much of an impact on 
wildlife allowed it to flourish for a little bit. Um, and I, being the person I am, thought about that in terms of how are the cryptids doing? Are we going to see more cryptids? Are we going to see less of them? Um, you would think maybe more because, you know, all of a sudden, all of the people who pose a threat to their existence um, are in their houses watching TikToks and making dances um, instead of being out in the world. Um, and we saw that be true with a lot of, like, wildlife in general. Um, so why couldn't it be true with cryptids? Uh, and there were a lot of... Um, there's a lot of speculation that that period of lockdown um, is kind of what revamped uh, this this goat man's maybe I don't know kind of like gave him the the confidence I'll say to pop back up um, or made him feel safe or I can't think of the right word that I'm looking for right now um, but there is speculation that that had something to do with the fact that um, very suddenly when a lot of the I'm gonna you know give you a little bit of, of information um, about some of these uh, encounters preemptively but Trayvon has a huge biking scene so like bicycles like riding a bike um, and it is very well known for its cycling that's like a, a big a big activity and a big tourist attraction there um, and when a lot of these biking trails were reopened um, you know, after second, third, fourth lockdown um, in this area, that's when a lot of these reports started to come out. Um, so that's really interesting to me. So I have some reports of encounters slash generally weird happenings in the area surrounding Trebon and specifically Rosenberg Pond. Uh, but since all of the specific places and parks, etc., are in check, and like I said before, I could not find any videos on the pronunciation of them. I am just going to say what they are as opposed to what they are called. Um, so instead of telling you the park's name, I'm just going to say the park. Um, if you are interested in the actual place names, please message me on Instagram. I have all of them in my notes. I just don't know how to say them. Um, and I don't, <laughs> don't want to embarrass myself any more than I'm sure I already have trying to pronounce things in this episode. So... First off, I have March 17th, 2021. This is the only one with a specific date on it, um, so just take that. So, I heard the bleeding again. Following the red tourist line to the Rosen, um, sorry, Rosenberg Pond, fish pond, is pretty scary. Yeah, all claim there is no goat farming around since there is no space for it. Um, you also have to keep in mind, I, I realize I didn't write this well, but while I was saying it, I was like, oh yeah, that too. This is all, all of these have been translated from Czech, so the English is a little broken, so um, bear with me while I try to read them. Um, so yeah, heard the bleeding again following the Red Taurus line, which is one of the cycling trails uh, to Rosenberg. Uh, fish pond is pretty scary, yet all claim there is no goat farming around since there is no space for it. Um, and that area is pretty... Uh, urbanized? Is that? I don't think really that's the word I'm looking for, but it's very, like, it's a city, right? So there isn't really space for goat farming because it's a city. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Uh, this is a review of the cycling trails from Raybon, uh, Trayvon, from actually Trayvon's official, like, um, tourist, tourism website, um, which was kind of cool. So the locals in Trayvon are a little bit spiteful or they don't like the bikers. We started a tour from Trebon heading towards a village nearby. 
We saw no one because of the ban. I went only with my girlfriend, of course. This was during COVID um, when there was a lockdown. But by the Hellgate slash a local site deep in the forest, I had an intensive feeling something is staring at us from the woods. I thought there was someone looking from the geocaches or mushrooming, but still no one was seen. Then the bleeding came from the other side and turned into a malicious laughter soon. It couldn't be a goat. Someone must have been kidding us, which I think is a hilarious goat pun because baby goats are called kids. But um, yeah, that's like that's a really interesting one because this uh, specific area by the Hellgate where um, these people had this weird uh, hear this bleeding off in the distance or, you know, from just around them with this malicious laughter is like pretty central to where the majority of the black goat man sightings have been. So I'm just like, maybe that's where he lives. He lives in the little Hellgate, just um, vibing in the gate. Okay, the next one comes to us from a Facebook thread on Czech Urban Legends, which is interesting. This is a, just a random comment on a thread. Um, so we went yesterday in the evening around a local nature park from a fish pond. We didn't see clearly, but someone or something walked into the marsh. It had to be a fisherman or some scientist from the institute but I completely don't understand how he was able to move so fast through the mud. We went away since it was already dark, but on our way back, we met two elderly women. They were terrified because something humped, something humped, that's literally the word it says, something humped run across, braying and bleeding awfully. We had to help them back to town, shining with our phones. So that's interesting because if you remember, one of the things that I noted previously is that the goat man specifically lives in these boggy areas, um, these swampy, boggy, like muddy areas and uses his very long goat legs to wade through the mud easily. Now, you'll under you'll see that that kind of um, I cannot think of words today. the correlation there with how they noted that they didn't understand how this supposed scientist or fisherman could have moved through the mud so fast. Um, but then we also have these two elderly women, which again ties into the original lore of the goat man snatching up the elderly, um, who were terrified because something crazy ran across the road at them. And then they had to help them back to town, shining the flashlights on their phone. Super weird, super crazy. Um, and then the very last one that I have for you guys, this one made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but this was from a discussion from a Czech biking website. So again, cycling and biking is very important to them there. We went from, this one doesn't have the right, um, like translation notes. So I'm going to do my best to try to say these words. We went from Mag Ma Magdalena to, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Zlatostoka and the aqueduct, which I know what an aqueduct is, it's like a, an artificial river, um, and something black was wading through the water. I considered it to be a deer because of the antlers, but it ran away from us on its hind legs. The other from our group were joking with me since um, about my beer drinking, so they were like, haha, you're drunk. But this person saw um, a weird black figure that was, you know, standing on two legs that they thought was a deer because it had horns walking through the aqueduct. That is insane to me because this like body of water and this is like, so this, I did a little Google mapping, right? And I looked up some of these cycling trails 
And this one from this place, Magdalena. Sorry for how I just said that. Um, and the previous one where the, the person saw the scientist or fisherman from the Institute uh, going through the mud are on the same biking path um, and the water runs. Um, it's the same river that runs through uh, this area. So it's all connected, um, which then again connects to the Hellgate from the second uh, one that I that I told you guys there too. So, and if you can believe it, these are all in the red Taurus line, which relates back to the first one. So super, super crazy weird. I have, I've got to tell you, I have not a single clue of what I think this creature is. I mean, honestly, like based on everything, a goat man seems to fit, right? Like that seems to make sense. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> This whole thing, it's its fascinating to me because I love how it all ties in. And you guys know I'm a sucker for those kinds of those kinds of events and those kinds of stories. Um, so I don't know. I think it's really neat. I enjoyed thoroughly doing the research for this episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, even if nothing else, like y'all got to learn a nice, cool, uh, old-timey story from, from the Czech Republic. So I mean, at the very least, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's what I have for you guys this week. Just a reminder, uh, Cryptid Bash 2 is August 6th, 10 to 5 at Morgantown Art Party in Morgantown, West Virginia. Yours truly will be there with some cool t-shirts. Manic Pixie Dream Goals, my other podcast, will also be there. Um, and again, you can find all information about it on my Instagram at the Crypto Chats Podcast. Um, so yeah, and that's what I have for you guys this week. Hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I think this is one of the cooler things I've ever researched. Uh, just like tickles the right spot in my brain for me. Couldn't tell you why, but it does. Um, and yeah, so I will see you guys next week. I'll be back with a new topic. Um, and hope to see you then. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.